With a bad foot pumped up Because statistics are the best Welcome back to the Barefoot Punter. I'm your host today, The Mug, your co-host, The Logical One. We take our inspiration from The Barefoot Investor, but instead of giving you investment advice, we're here to give you a bit of betting advice on the AFL and NRL 2001 season. And it's a big welcome back to the program, to The Logical One. And Logical, the jingle is back. Oh, the punters have spoken. The punters have spoken. For a bit of context, there's a bit been a bit happening on that during the week. And uh, I had a couple of really loyal listeners on the show text to me during the week and they said, we want the jingle back. And and so we had a bit of text and going to and froing with the with the with the group and Dowso or the mug here, he he put it on the barefoot Twitter. He said, People, what do you think about the jingle? And he put it up on the Twitter and what, what were the results like? Mug. Oh, I think we had about 68 responses and um, I think about 88% or so are uh, in the affirmative. So the punters have well and truly spoken and the jingle is back and it's uh, it's here to say. Tiger Gribble is back and a little bit like Round the Twist. The jingle doesn't go out of fashion. You know how Round the Twist, it just doesn't go out of fashion. And same, same with the Tiger Gribble. He's a good Tigers man and he's back on the show. So it's great to have it back. It's timeless. Well, Logical, uh, you and I are back for another year as we've spoken on the last couple of uh, podcasts. And I thought it might be important just to remind the uh, listeners of, of who we're dealing with here. So... Um, I know you're, I've said this before, a very modest man when it comes to your punting, but you've literally been in this caper for almost 16 years now. Would I be right in saying so? Yeah, yep. Been, been betting and trading AFL for quite a long time. And and, and, and how, out of those uh, years that you've been uh, punting um, yourself, how many of those years would you say that you've returned a positive uh, result? Oh, maybe i don't know 16 maybe <laughs> yeah i think you do know i think Let's it's 16 out of 16 <laughs> and out of those 16 out of 16 how many would you say have been an above 10 percent return on investment I, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you right now but it's it's been you know ups and downs over the years and back back early days it was a lot easier you know i used to get you know was betting smaller and into less efficient markets and could get margins of around 20 percent um but then in recent years are still still getting a try to aim to get around that 10% mark. And I think that's very achievable still yeah, in the current excellent. market. Yeah, and, excellent. Uh, and I guess myself, um, obviously a friend of yours and uh, on our many surf trips together, we would uh, talk about punting and, and so forth. And um, and I guess I've just tried to apply myself over the years to learn some of the things that you've taught me. And, and I guess uh, in doing so, have become a profitable punter myself. So um, I'm probably more from that mug in the stands type of view, but still take my punting very, very seriously. And um, and have been able to turn myself into that person that, you know, perhaps just had one or two bets here or there that you know, wasn't a great return uh, into, uh, you know, taking some of the learnings from yourself and, yeah, and going been into a, it. It's been a big journey you've been on over the last four or five years to, to come from where you were to where you're now. Now, now you're on a, a podcast talking about AFL punting. And, and for long-term time listeners of the show who've been listening for three or so years, they would have known that at the start it was just AFL – and then this year we've brought on NRL and wow. what a great addition that's been. And let's talk about Benedict for a moment because the Pope in round one has just gone bang. So he tipped up three lines uh, on the podcast uh, last week and all of those three lines came in. Depending where you sat on the uh, 
on the Brisbane Broncos line, but he did tip up the eight and a half, and that one came in in at, in at eight. So uh, some tremendous tipping there, and I and for the mailbag listeners, uh, for the mailbag subscribers as well, um, for those people that were able to subscribe, uh, they would have uh, had a fantastic uh, first weekend on the punt. So uh, congratulations and well done, I guess, to the Pope for getting us off to a great start. Yeah, I think just I think he tipped up the Storm, he tipped up the Warriors, and he tipped up the, the Broncos, Broncos. Yeah. and I think we said the head-to-head multi was around that fourteen or. $15 mark, which nearly got home. And then if you had taken all three lines, you would have got, got the sweets. So great start from, from him. Well, I know there was only NRL on the weekend, uh, Logical, but did we see any bad beats? Yeah, well, I think if you'd taken the Broncos late at the seven and a half, I know when, when the Pope tipped it up, it was eight and a half. But if you'd taken that at seven and a half, they were 16 Whoa. nil up and they were dominating the game and – and even all through the second half, really, they, they, they maybe looked like they could lose the game, but it never looked like they were going to get beaten at the line. And then, you know, a, a garbage try in the 39th minute in the second half and, and the conversion to go with it and, and, and they covered the line. So if you're on that seven and a half, I think that was a fairly bad beat for the weekend. Yeah, we'll cop that. All right, mate. Well, it's a big week for us because we got the AFL starting. Benedict will be in a little bit later to talk NRL. Are you ready to do some games? Let's do it. Thursday night, we're back at the MCG for the first time in a long time, and it's the season opener, the big clash between Richmond and Carlton. Logical. It's a huge game for many reasons. We're back at the G. Footy's back in Melbourne. We're looking forward to it. Do we have any interest from a betting perspective? I guess that is the question. Um, I'll just throw this one to you, Logical. This game is probably the lowest line that we've seen in this game, this opener for some time and it poses the question I guess have Richmond tailed off or have Carlton got that significantly better to justify that line movement one thing that I find is interesting in this one here is this line is pretty similar to the Richmond St Kilda game in the semi-final last year and are Carlton better than that and considering Richmond are back at the MCG as well so your thoughts on this one you're right about being a big game, and I I thought I'd be sitting in the stands watching it and having and maybe not even having a punt, and just enjoying the enjoying the theatre of being back at the footy. But tickets were red hot today. I couldn't get a ticket. Wow, I was I was tapping away. So no luck with the tickets. But in terms of views on the game, uh, one thing to not forget about about last season and this season is that the games are eighty percent, twenty percent longer again this year, and Richmond get better as games go on. So there's a factor there around that. That's the difference between this Kilda a little bit, that St Kilda line last year and this yep. Carlton line. I thought Carlton finished off the season really well last year, uh, or, or okay last year, but they've got a lot of big men out this year. I think like Kerno, Mackay, McGovern, um, De Koning. And is Mackay, is that confirmed? Has that been confirmed? Mackay's not going to come in or we just think he's I, maybe I uh, don't know. He maybe okay. he might play, yep. but still they can't all be right. Yeah, um, no, I agree. Or he, he might not be a little bit underdone. Richmond have really got a strong team. I think Hooley's the only one really missing. He's still got, surprisingly, still got a sore calf from the grand final, which, you know, which really interesting. It must have been a severe calf and, you know, fair effort of him to continue to play on during the grand final. But, yeah, they've got a real full list. Carlton got a lot of injuries. So across when I put all that together and the longer longer games, I'm, I'm just thinking I'm not going to have a bet here. I probably would have been looking at Carlton based on last year's ratings, but now I'm just I'm not, not going to be betting on the match. Yeah, it's an interesting one, this one. Uh, we've seen these lines be a lot higher, but 
Richmond have never really smashed the line in this game either from my memory in recent times. Carlton have always been pretty plucky in that first sort of season opener. So I think it is one of those ones where you you just sit back and uh, enjoy the show. And if I had to have a lean, it's probably to the Tigers just with the strength of their team. I, You know, there was a bit of talk about do they emotionally drop off with all of this Dimmer Hardwick stuff and I just don't think there's too much sign of that to be honest I was speaking to someone actually uh, inside the sanctum the other day and he said the boys are a cherry ripe bursting to go so I don't think that's going to be an issue for him and I think uh, Richmond get the win but probably not a lot of value and it's interesting you talk about previous encounters last year's encounter that round one game was one of the strangest games I've ever seen was before it was the first time we'd never seen crowds crowds, and they didn't have crowd audio and it was just an eerie watch, wasn't it? And it was a shootout. Like it was, I think it was one of the highest scoring games of the year. No teams didn't really know what to do. So it's sort of a, you almost discount that game in a way. It was just a and, really and strange game. probably should have got back into about nine points there right, right near the end. They, they looked like they were going to come back and almost steal it there for a little bit. And that, I think it was a final margin of about 20 po- 24 points, which was probably a false margin in the end because there was a goal right on the death, I'm pretty sure, by Rioli. But uh, anyway, I think we're saying no betting on that one, so let's move on to the next. Yes, uh, the Western Bulldogs or Collingwood versus the Western Bulldogs at the MCG again on the Friday night. This game has been pick em most of the running, and then today there's been a move to the dogs and sort of the market's now got the dogs at around that eighty mark. Um, how do you see that, Mug? I was a little bit neutral on this particular one. Um, news of the side, like the the conjecture around side bottom, I was forced to have a little uh, uh, a little tester uh, previous, uh, just because if if side bottom is out of that team, he's a massive loss for them. So I just thought there was that was worth a little push at the plus money there. Um, look, I I'm probably not as excited about this game. I think you're fairly um, excited about this one. Um, I think the pies bat pretty deep. Um, Western Bulldogs, great midfield, um, but I've I've always shown a bit of respect for the pies. Um, so yeah, nothing significant from me here. But I know you're uh, you're quite excited about this. Well, there's one. going to be a bit of heat in the contest. The the, the pie supporters are going to be booing Trelaw, even though even though it wasn't his really his fault that he left the club. You know what the pie supporters like? They're gonna they're gonna be booing. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So there's going to be spite in the contest. And so Collingwood lose Trelaw, dogs gain Trelaw. Collingwood lost Stefferson and um, Phillips as well. Dogs didn't really lose any big key um, cattle, I think, from last year. Um, I thought late, late last year the dogs were going better than the Pies. They won a final and then and then lost a final. And I think – no, sorry, they lost their first final to Kilda narrowly. Just, yep. And then the Pies beat um, West Coast and then lost got smashed by Geelong. Pies have had a bit of a tumultuous off-season. Um, and so I'm, I sort of think that dogs should be strong favorites here, you know, like around that six point range. So I'm still keen on the dogs at the dollar 80, love the pick them, but I'd still be backing them now. So fantastic. Well, there's one for the listeners, uh, straight away. The logical, our man is, uh, is in on the dogs. And a reminder to the listeners out there as well that this season uh, you can get Logical's uh, tip-ups. You know, he's just given a great one there about the dogs, but there are a lot of other tips that come through closer to game time that we obviously can't share all with you as we're doing this on a Tuesday. Um, So there will be more tip-ups as the week progresses. 
and and Cam sends those out um, via notification through the mailbag app uh, di- directly to your phone. Tells you how much you, you need to bet, how much uh, or what the odds are, etc. And you're going to get all of his plays um, for this weekend and also throughout the season. So go to the mailbag.com.au. That's the best p- place to purchase Cam's uh, tipping package, and uh, and you're going to rece- you're going to have a. a I guess, a guiding hand all through the season um, on all of the different bets that he has throughout the year. And I think probably the most exciting part about the mailbag this year is we've added a new product and we'll be looking at SGMs. For, for $9.99 a week, you can just you can get – so just over a dollar a game, you can get a tip on most games for an SGM. Um, and for those who really love an SGM and want to have some uh, some – some engagement in the game, we'll be f- picking out the value in those SGMs that different bookmakers have. And so it's a really exciting new product. Fantastic. All and right, well. And that's brought to you by the Barefoot. That is, courtesy of the Barefoot. So let's uh, let's talk the next big game. We're talking Essendon versus my mob, Van Nister. We're going uh, Essendon versus Hawthorne, Marvel Stadium, Saturday night, I think this one is. Uh, we've opened up at around about seven and a half line and we've had some movement into the five and a half. How do you see this one, Logical? Do you know what my best tip for this game is, Mug, is whatever you do, is the team that wins this week, don't get overexcited by, about their form and get against get them. Get on the, the next week, yeah. <laughs> get against yeah, them yeah. at the week. Because yeah, these two teams are really poor teams. Yep. They've both got a lot of injuries. They've both had bad off-seasons with trades um, and they were both pretty poor last year. Yeah, and geez, I I went back and watched the AFL mini uh, the other night of Hawthorne versus North Melbourne. Oh my goodness, we're in for a long year. That was some horrible defending. I was like, who is that guy in the 28? And then I realised it's Hardigan. He's like a big recruit from Adelaide. I was like, Jesus, we're in a lot of strife here. I do not like the Hawks here at all. I, I think the Hawks look terrible. I, I, I'm not sure what part of the ground we could actually – put our stake in the ground and say we own against, and I know it's Essendon and they've got their own problems, but I do see their midfield um, being a lot better than ours. And to be honest, I was really surprised that this one opened up at seven and a half. I've taken some seven and a half myself against my own team and uh, and I couldn't put you off taking five and a half either, to be honest. Oh, how times have changed. The guy who doesn't back against his own team. There's some real, there's some real players that have really snuck under our, my guard that have left the Hawks too, like Henderson. He was a really key player for you not not long ago um you lost Frawley lost Stratton you've lost a lot of a lot of experience yeah. Sisley's injured um Smith's gone um Mitchell and Wingard can't be fully fit they've hin- had interrupted pre-seasons even if they do play they're not I don't think they're locks to play Essendon have got their own troubles with injuries as well um but I, I, I totally agree with what you you're saying I think that if anything Essendon should be favorites here yep um so I'm, I'm a big, very keen on the plus. I, I'm, I made it, a, in my, doing my lines, I made it a pick em and uh, and I haven't seen anything in the minis that would make me change uh, that, that opinion. I think Essendon have got one thing that we lack in spades and that's speed. At least Essendon moved the ball with speed, which I think with the new conditions is going to give them an edge on us. The other thing, this is a Marvel Stadium. We hate it down there. The Bombers will love it. They're going to get a full house down there. and uh, well, 50% full house. Well, 50% of the full house, but uh, they make a bit of noise, those Essendon fans. And, uh, yeah, I just can't have us as favourites either. So Yep. Good to go. see we're in agreement there. Mm. And the last game we're going to talk about today is GWS versus the Saints. And, and on a week-to-week basis, we're, we're going to talk the main games. Um, 
the, the big games and also the games that we have a betting interest in. And this was a game of interest for myself, the GWS, GWS versus Saints, um, because I thought that line was way off. That opener of, I think there was some eight and a half out there and some seven and a half. You know, it's interesting. You look at um, the end of last season, um, the Saints go off in that game against GWS in the last, uh, in round 18, so that's the last game of the year, at minus five and a half, and they absolutely pumped GWS in that game. Then over the off-season, I, I think GWS have had a shocker. They've, they've lost um, Williams and Cameron, and they've also got Whitfield, um, injured as well so there they lose some key on the same time St Kilda bring in some really good personnel and back at Giant Stadium I'll cop that yep so there's an advantage there to GWS but plus seven plus seven plus eight and a half I just couldn't have that logical I got stuck into that really disappointed now about the outs for St Kilda really disappointed uh, because it's taken a bit of the air out of that balloon yep Um, first of all we had um, Rowan Marshall, then we had Paddy Ryder, and now we got Max King. So, in all honesty, I, I couldn't be tipping the listeners uh, into going into that game. But I tell you what, I was so keen on it before those uh, before those outs. Uh, yeah. What were your thoughts on that one? Yeah, I think I agree with the first part of exactly what you said. Those key outs aren't aren't ideal, but I think Paddy was tailing. You know, like Paddy's Paddy's not going to be a key player for the Saints this year. And, you know, he's had his injury troubles. Rowan Marshall, I think, is an up-and-coming gun. Yep. Um, I'll think I'll be waiting to see the teams, but I'd be angling, if I'm looking for a bet, it'd be looking to be on the Saints. Saints, unless, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I'll, I'll have a look at the teams and then make a call. Yeah, excellent. All righty, that wraps us up for the uh, AFL. Now we're going to go into the NRL. Before we do so, quick shout-out uh, to a, a fellow tipster on Twitter, uh, The Trend Better. He runs a fantastic uh, competition to engage the punters each year where he runs a, a line competition. So jump into Twitter, uh, get in touch with The Trend Better, and, uh, and he runs a good competition Much there. fairer way to tip that with the line betting. But uh, on to NRL. Okay, and now here we are on to NRL. And um, last week... Uh, the Pope made his debut on the barefoot, and it was an. A- I th- we discussed earlier. It was an absolute ripper, Benny. We've gone over those those three tips that you that you tipped last week. All three covered, and the three head to heads almost got home as well. One thing I noticed last week on the barefoot and also on the mailbag was you were really selective. Um, round one, really really selective. That worked well. Um, uh, back again this week. Really looking forward to seeing what you've got this week and uh, and your thoughts. Yeah, thanks for having me, Cam. Um, interesting first week. Probably confirmation bias a little bit. Top four seems that was predicted at the start of the year seems to be panning out that way and a little bit of the haves and have-nots in the competition. Six teams clear from the rest, seemingly. Yeah, I, I know last week you tipped Canberra for the flag and I know they did have a big win, but you did mention to me yesterday that they weren't so impressive have you changed your views there on Canberra or do you still think that was just a bit of an anomaly yeah more the latter I think more of an um, anomaly I think round one a little bit clunky getting a feel for each other as I touched on last week Hodgson back is big so they've probably restructured how they're going to play a bit of a mulligan round one on that thing they've still got away with the win they'll only get better still got away with the win and and good teams can do that that's a Probably not a too bad a start to the season. You want to be peaking at the right time. Yeah, a couple of examples of that over the weekend. Parramatta won, sorry, Penrith won comfortably. They were probably in third gear most of the match as well. So some of these teams will only get better despite um, some 
big, some big scorelines that went their way. Yeah. Storm, I think it's what, is that 5,675 round one wins since the introduction, introduction of them into the NRL? Like, they just don't lose round one, do they? No, they don't. Certainly, I think 21st century certainly haven't lost in round one. So 19, 20 years it's going to be. So uh, they know how to start the year flying and, and they flew out of the blocks like, 22 nil after 20 minutes, they jumped south. They first set, they went 90 metres down the other end. They um, they caught South Hook hard, and, and they probably weren't great the rest of the game, to be honest. Uh, we might dive into that. But they uh, last 50 minutes, they weren't super impressive, but did enough early, when leading 22 nil. Considering all that and, and the fact that probably anyone that I respect on NRL that I spoke to, all liked or listened to, all liked the Storm, I'm surprised that, that price hold out, held up so much that it that it went off the price it did. Yeah, we, we talked about last week. Mo- movement went early, actually, earlier than I anticipated. So Wednesday, Southland favourites and got back to pick them in betting parlance by Thursday morning. And th- then it stayed stagnant the rest of the day, pretty much. I, I thought there'd be more fluctuations throughout the course of Thursday afternoon and, and leading in the game, but stayed pretty pretty solid at pick them. So um, that was a bit of a surprise. Yep. Yeah, and before we get on to your tips, which I'm, I'm eagerly looking forward to, a couple of big stories this week in the NRL. Um, Coach Payton bagging, bagging one of his players, one of his good players. Yeah, he set this story out early, Todd. First game as coach of Cowboys, come over, a lot of raps on him coming from the Warriors, what he did with them last year, interim in the last half of the year, being in Australia, and, and they overachieved. And he got a lot of the kudos for that. He's gone up to North Queensland, big raps. A lot of people expect him to go better than um, certainly how the market thinks they'll go. And he, they lost round one and he's gone to the post-match press conference and, and called out Jason Tomalolo, probably top 10, maybe top five player in the game for defensive effort from Marcus. So interesting tactic from so Todd's first That's his first game, coach for the, for the Cowboys, and he's gone and gone whack. Gone whack, called him out in the media. Um, so some people loved it, some people didn't, depending on – probably your angle journalist for the ex-player in the, in the media. There was differing sides, but um, be interesting to see what happens this week. It's real Malcolm Blight style. Can, 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 can go well or can really, really backfire. Um, other interesting thing I noticed was uh, daily M voting. And uh, Tedesco didn't, 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 get the, uh, three, didn't get the major votes for the daily M. No, this is hard to defend. Dicko went hard at daily M last week there. The voting process, and he's proved right in round one. Uh, Tedesco scores a hat trick, um, dominates the whole whole match. You know, first touch of the ball, he's taking a bomb to score, and he's third best player in the game, according to Billy Moore, the Daily M voter. So I was going to say, we bit- do know who it was. Yeah, so there's, so you, there's there's a name there that people can send their hate towards. They do. So I'd imagine Billy's social media might not be the best place to look at this week. So <laughs> I'd steer clear if I was Billy Moore. Billy might be a bit nervous next time he votes. All right, let's get on to this week's games. Um, first game you want to look at, um, Para v Melbourne Storm. Storm again on the Thursday night, which is great for all us Melburnians. Um, Storm's a flat six favourites. What are your thoughts there? I'm going to flip the switch from last week, Cam. I was very strong on Storm last week. I like Para at this price. Early early season, I, again, go to the ratings. I don't rate Para that far removed from, from Melbourne at this point of the year. That separation might occur. But at home, weather around in Sydney, the converted try and six is a big number in, in league, either side of that. So it's sort of hedging bets in the market at the moment. That's moved today too. That was six and a half, which 
that half point's significant of where the market might be moving. So yep. I'd be thinking early bet here. This, I think, is going to go off closer to the four and a half, five and a half come, yep. come Thursday. So that's that's the angle there. As I said, Paris' sixth best team in the comp. So Melbourne, despite the strong start, the last 50 minutes they were somewhat clunky. They they wobbled a little bit, which sort of touched on last week. Post Cameron Smith, how they handle the tight moments might be a watch. And, and there was some signs that, you know, not everything's quite right there who they go to. So... Yeah, at home, power a different side at Bank West. So I think this is a good bet. Yeah, like it. And and you said that that six is such a key number. Plus six, if it went to plus five and a half, would you just be saying it's still a bet or not a bet? I'd be steering clear. Yeah, yeah. that's that's huge. Um, I'd be taking them head-to-head at this point too. I think we'll probably touch on this throughout the season, but the, the match is – way games are played is very different now to 2019 pre-rule changes. So the arm wrestle with these – Starts greater than converted trial was bigger. This now is it's more a head-to-head type angle. I think the arm wrestles out. Um, teams have to score points, and otherwise you're going to get blown away. But so I'd be thinking head-to-head. But that in a game like this where you've got two top six teams, uh, that side of that number at home is is significant. Top and six at home in the wet. Uh, I like it. Yeah, a lot of factors. Early year. Uh, the second game that we're going to talk about um, was the uh, the Warriors and the Knights. Um, the Knights, uh, it's a Friday night um, up at Central Coast Stadium. Uh, the uh, Knights are minus one and a half here, or probably not really, actually. It's probably it's close to pick them. $1.85 head-to-head the Knights and $1.95 the Warriors. Now the matches has moved already this week. This was plus two and a half yesterday, so heading Warriors' way. Again, I, I just can't have it. What thought Warriors were undervalued in the market last week and leading that way again. I think they should probably be favourites here. They're, they're rated similar to Newcastle. Newcastle... Winning comfortably against Canterbury last week, but that, that mirrored over the cracks a little bit there. A couple of injuries they got out of it, they were clunky. Warriors, really good. Central Coast, so I think they should be favourites. So the $1.95 head-to-head is, is very much a bet at this stage. Again, think likely to move closer to Friday. I'd be getting on early here. Yeah, so it worked well last week, so going for the Warriors again. Yep, sim- same ground, similar concept. Um, underdogs, which I don't think that is correct. Um, so very similar status to the match versus Titans. Yep. Similar reason and uh, similar similar prices to last week in a way. Yeah, yep. yeah, a lot of similarities to their game last Saturday. All right, and the last game you wanted to speak about was the Sharks v the Raider, Raiders on the Sunday, or um, and that's Sunday at six fifteen at uh, Jubilee Stadium. Um, we have the the Raiders minus six and a half favourites away from home here. What are your thoughts here? Similar. To the first game, many respects that we spoke about, Parramatta v Melbourne, that number of plus six and a half, I like for the away underdogs this early in the year. Cronulla, probably the team that impressed me most last week, is re-rating at the, yesterday or start of the week. They're the ones that have improved most in my ratings. They, they're sort of lucky in some respects against Dragons, but the structurally how they played and a couple of slight changes last year, some, a couple of players seem to have improved fairly significantly. And I think the plus six and a half at home, whether is around in Sydney this week too. So the fa- same factor from the Parramatta game is is relevant here as well, just like the big start at plus six and a half. Again, we touched on Canberra. This might be a softy start to the year for them. They're not quite firing all cylinders, which I'm sure they'll be fine long-term, but short-term home underdogs that greater than converted try, wet weather around, a lot of factors that are like for Cronulla in that one. Cool. I like it. So just in summary there, this week um, – you like Parramatta, New Zealand Warriors, and the uh, Sharks versus the Raiders. Yeah, I do. I'd, I'd be taking head to head in those in the Parramatta and Cronulla 
as well. I, I think they're good value at the price at around two seventy five. So I'd be head to head for those the underdogs as well. And and as we spoke about earlier, um, on the mailbag you can catch the the Pope's tips. Um, he had a great start to the season last week, quite selective, but there was still some some real gold there. So um, jump on board and grab that. Yeah, probably keep an eye early in the week too. I'd say Wednesday there'll be something dropping there, um, predicting market moving against where we want it to go. So I'd be keeping an eye out Wednesday. Cool. Thanks for joining us, Benny. And as we said earlier, it's been a great addition to the Barefoot so far. Pleasure. Look forward to round two.